you know, that healing factor can get a little troublesome sometimes with how people write it and use it. But... Troublesome or overpowered. <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely overpowered. Because it's giving overpowered. <laughs> it, it, it definitely gives overpowered. My- Are back for episode 15 of yes, another yes, relaunch. This is our this is our annual issue right now. I our know, right? That's so cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Keenan. I am LZ. And this is another relaunch. How are you doing today, LZ? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I really started this new year off right. Like, okay. I had a really great time uh catching up with some really close friends recently and like we got together and got to see each other and have a good time together, you know, safely, <laughs> you know, uh, very, very safely. And uh, yeah, I feel like I'm really starting 2021 off the correct okay. way. Okay, that's good. <laughs> How about I feel you? that, you know. Um, my new year was fine. I sat in the house and had a dance party. I had two bottles of Prosecco. I know that's right. Musical, you know, it was great. It was a great time. It was what I needed. It was very like relaxing, very chill. Um, I wasn't in the mood to go out anyway, but I also feel very good about 2021. I feel like there were a lot of things as bad as 2020 was. Mm. Um, the groundwork was laid for a lot of things. I agree. Yeah, and it was, and and it's just kind of like going 2021. It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go full force with that and like make some good stuff. Yeah, Um, I love it. Oh, and speaking of good stuff. Comic books, Let's they're get to here, it. they're out. Um, so honestly, I didn't have too many books this week, which I'm actually okay with because we're about to get a bunch of books coming out soon. Like all the DC Future State is about to start. And I know I've gotten at least seven of those books on my pool list. Luckily it's only two months, so it's like, shouldn't be too harrowing, but yeah, it's we about to be front loaded, so. Yeah, things are about to start ramping up because I feel like last week and this week was the, you know, the like, the calm uh, week, the, the the vacation week, the calm yeah. week, you know, over the holidays. But then, you know, coming up soon, but things are gonna start. Comics are back, so um, let's go ahead and get into this list. Um, Shang Chi number four was out. You're you're reading this, yes? I'm still in. I'm still in. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I I really like the book. Um, it is uh, written by Jean Yang and art by uh, I think it's Dyke Ryan. I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. I apologize. It's a- and um, yeah, I'm still in. I do feel like though, I, I sometimes I have to remember that this is a mini series. So I don't know if yeah. it was written this way or if there were things that were cut out of it. But this issue for me felt like, wait, am I missing something? Like there were so a I lot of things that kind of jumped I don't think ahead. it was originally supposed to be a mini series. I feel like when it first got announced, it was an ongoing series. And like somewhere in between that and the first issue, probably some pandemic COVID stuff. I don't know, but it got turned into a, I think what five five issues. Yeah. Um. So I feel I feel that it feels like some things got like scrapped, or he kind of like had to rush to the finish line when he wasn't originally planning to do that. Uh. But I am still also enjoying the book. I think. Yeah. Gene is kinda, like a really good writer. It kind of opened with the with Shang Chi and the sister dagger and uh, brother Saber, kind of you know going on this mission to get some stuff. And again, I was just like, wait a minute. I don't remember them like, <laughs> like well, when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of this happening. So I went back to the previous issue, but again, I think it may have just been 
a condensed thing where they were trying to get this stuff out because it is a a smaller series. Um, I thought the little cute the cliff bar gag was cute with uh, Sister Dagger yeah, in this book. That was really nice. Uh, it's it's a lot of good humor in this book. It's it's, it's a nice a nice balance of it. Yeah, I'm still into the art, and um, although I thought the kind of the the overall story for me kind of felt like. Uh, still rushed even when they were kind of yeah. fighting the monster with the when uh, sister dagger and brother uh saber were fighting that like creature thing with shang chi and they were like hey you know go yeah. we can cape this off and you can just go and do what you finish, finish do. the mission yeah it felt like they were just kind of writing them off even though yeah. i felt like we were supposed to get this whole adventure with them and kind of learn yes. more about them and everything i felt like that was kind of kind of cut short agreed i, th I think that is the only low point of this book is that it, it's starting to feel a little bit rushed especially like with issue three i think we talked about it it felt like it was setting up a lot more stuff like we were kind of getting to like the middle of the road and now here we are at four and we're just kind of like speeding down that hill <laughs> we're just like everything's going um so i don't know we'll see we'll see how issue five goes if he can kind of like stick the landing bring it all together i'm cautiously optimistic again gene is a writer who i am somewhat familiar with he wrote like the new superman of china and i read a couple of issues of that and that was like always really good stuff um and i know he's done like a couple of dc issues here and there throughout so he did, he did like the terrifics for a little bit and that's always kind of a series i felt suffered and when he came on he kind of gave it like a new life it didn't last very long but it was appreciated so correct me if i'm wrong but in this book, uh, Shane goes and meets his uncle, I guess it is, like his uncle yes. spirit. And the uncle like tells the entire story, like the backstory between him and his brother and the fighting and mm -hmm. everything. Now there was a villain that appeared named Baron Harkness. Are we supposed mm -hmm. to assume that that's like, he's related to Agatha? I think so. Okay, I thought that was kind of cool to say like, you know, she's got some like <laughs> familiar stuff. Family, but I, so... Yeah, <laughs> but that was kind of cool. Um, I think so. I mean, if not, that's our headcanon. That's how I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so overall, I'm still into the book. I'm going to definitely finish it. Like, I want to see how yeah. this all ends. Uh, this is getting me still pretty hyped for the movie. So if this is, yeah. if, if the fights and everything are as cool in the movie as they are in this, then I'm definitely in. I do also hope that by the time the movie comes around, they have like something else planned for him, like another book or something like that. Because again, yeah. COVID kind of pushed everything back. Um, they were still filming stuff and everything, but Shang-Chi deserves a lot more. And again, I think he's one of those characters where he's popped up a lot in stories, but we don't know too much about him. And this is the first time we're really starting to get into him and I like him and I would like to continue doing that. Yeah, yeah same. Um, all right, so moving right on. Now, I know you didn't read this, but um, Avengers 40 came out. I did not read this. <laughs> so, again, I think I've said it before. Aaron's Avengers feels very long form. How? No, I'm sorry. That's a lie. It felt long form in the beginning. Like when I first kind of like tapped in and he was doing like the star brand stuff and the vampire stuff. And he was building like the um, space station with some other folks. It felt like he was kind of laying a lot of plot threads to just like come back together at the end. Now this run feels more so like episodic where every arc is just like some big 
MCU type of event. The last one had like Moon Knight and like Khonshu and like all this stuff. And so this current one is about the Phoenix coming to Earth and she wants a new host. And so she's picking one of the Avengers. And so of course it just leads out into this big giant brawl. Now, I know you don't really care for the Phoenix Force anymore, Ooh. especially in relation to Jean Grey. Well, I do not. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be happy to know that she is nowhere near this event. Oh, good for her. Good. <laughs> um, what I will say is, and like, this isn't the first time that Aaron has used the Phoenix Force. He has used the Phoenix like a couple of times now. I think this issue highlights that he does not really understand what the Phoenix is about. Um, he is making it like this thing, this like predatory type of being who just like, it's, Aaron doesn't understand the Phoenix. And well, that's weird. I don't I feel like that's <laughs> very far removed or a very one-dimensional version of the Phoenix. It's, like it's like it's it, just, does it come across like a big destructive power? It's like Yeah. You know, and so it's like the Phoenix um originally goes to like Doctor Doom and he starts fighting Captain America, who also has a little bit of the Phoenix. And so we we like kind of go back and forth. We see the team prepping for the arrival of the Phoenix, kind of how they're gonna handle some situations, the Avengers. Then we go to like now and Doom and Captain America are fighting. They both have like parts of the Phoenix Force. Doom is like kind of beating Captain a little bit. However, he starts to realize that like the Phoenix isn't going to let Steve Rogers die. For some reason, it's like it's showing him that it's worthy and that he's worth it's it's the weirdest thing. Um, so but. wait, what are the what are the Avengers going to do with the Phoenix? Because as I recall in AVX, they had a huge problem with the Phoenix so, Force. And so, you know, that's one of the things like uh, Captain America actually. So Wolverine, of course, is there. And like Captain America actually says something to Wolverine about that. He's like, you know, the last time the Phoenix came to Earth, you and me are on opposing sides. Where are you this time? And like Wolverine's like, that doesn't even matter right now. Like, we just got to get the Phoenix out of here. Like, don't nobody want it around. <laughs> um He's like, it kind of just depends on like what you're going to do and how you're going to act about this. So like we get like a really big bombastic fight scene between like Phoenix Doom and Phoenix Cap. And it looks good. Again, Javier Garan is on art. He's like an amazing artist. He does like action really well. His like facial expressions are really detailed. Um, it's like kinetic. It shows movement. The colors are great. I think David Curio is doing the color. So like that's really good. And then at the end of it all, Cap. No, I'm sorry. So after Doom realizes that the Phoenix isn't going to let him kill Captain America, he's basically like, I'm not the host for you. <laughs> like, because you and I are on, on the same page. He's like, I forfeit. And he disappears. So Cap is like, okay, we beat that. And then like Namor is right there. And Namor's like, okay, now we need to figure out who's next. And it shows like this giant splash page of like all these characters. Echo's there, um, Jane Foster's there, American Eagle's there, uh, other Avengers are there. It's just like a bunch of people. And so now it's supposed to, I guess the next issue will be like just a big all out brawl between everybody because the Phoenix is just jumping from person to person trying to find its new host. Again, it feels very episodic made for the MCU. Like he is just throwing it all out there. It's gonna be big. It's a big blockbuster. You'll love it or you don't. Um, so does everyone have like pieces of the Phoenix Force or does everyone get like it's kind of like force? it's kind of like jumping around oh, people. Okay. It's 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 I just not really do all of that. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um again it's like I don't know. Aaron likes the Phoenix but I just think he sees the Phoenix as like a big, cool, destructive force. That's really it. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, um, I may have to check this Avengers one. Maybe it'll read better for me 
as a collected trade or something because I I started with it in the beginning but quickly fell off. Yeah. Um. Again, I was because of the way he was telling the story, I was able to stick on it because of like I said, it felt like even though he was telling all these different stories, they were still kind of centralized where you could just jump in and out to when you wanted to. Like, obviously you could read the vampire arc and you don't have to read this Phoenix arc. If you want to read this Phoenix arc, you don't necessarily have to read the vampire arc. But in the beginning, it felt like he was kind of like trying to tie it all together. Now it's just kind of like, he's like, I don't care. Just read it. <laughs> Which, <laughs> hey, if you want big Phoenix, <laughs> this is the book for you. I see. So, go for that. And oh, next up, Wolverine number eight. Are you reading Wolverine? I did. I jumped back in with this one. Um, okay. I was off a couple issues when um, that other artist the, was drawing. Yeah. But I did jump back into this one. I I pretty much enjoyed it. I uh, had a couple questions. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, and this is still being written by uh, Ben Percy, yes. uh, with with art by Adam Kubert and uh, colors by Antonio Fabola. And, uh, you know, I I couldn't quite make out the beginning. I don't know too much. I like Wolverine. Yeah. Um, and I do, I've read some of his solo stuff, but I've never mm-hmm. really like followed him like that. He's so good. <laughs> so um, I don't know who this person Wolverine was meeting up with to drink beers in the beginning with. I don't know if they were important or not. Oh, the agent. So the agent actually popped up like earlier in the book when the, the the very first issue is like where it had like the pale girl and like the sick daughter and all that stuff. That's the oh, dad. yeah. OK, yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. OK, that makes more sense to me now. So I'm obviously a huge Wolverine fan. Like I do not hide that. I like will recommend some Claremont, some Hammer, some Jason Aaron stuff for anybody to read. Uh, I think my thing with this is that Percy is like juggling a lot of stuff for Wolverine. And it kind There's of like five times, like five stories going on in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so even like the bits with Omega Red, like and Dakin and Gabby and them kind of like attacking him, like that felt a little super plus. It was like we don't really need all of this. And then so my other thing also is that Percy is also writing X Force. And so I know that he kind of writes them to be companion books to each other sometimes. And for me, it feels a little bit like I'm starting to read the same story multiple times. And I think he has a really good sense of Logan's voice. Like out of, he's probably like one of the better Wolverine writers that I've read in a while. Um, I definitely agree with that. Kubert's art is amazing. I always love like a Team X story with like Maverick and all those crew folks. They're great. I wish there was a little bit more to the Maverick story because I think Maverick is a really cool character also, but it is what it is. Yo, I think he'll pop Maverick is awesome. He's my favorite one in Weapon X. And that's actually why I really picked this book up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I thought I thought I was gonna get more Maverick in this, but you know, I was bamboozled. Um, yeah, you know, but again, like, and so that's why I say, like, I just feel like Percy's like juggling a lot of stuff in there. So the thing he can't really like give it all to us at once. I know he just did an interview somewhere and he talked a little bit about some things and I saw like some tweets and people saying that it seems like it's going to be a a better payoff and that he seems to have a plan. I'm excited to see it. Again, I think the Wolverine book is good. I think if you're not a Wolverine fan, you're not really going to care for this at all or care about it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Wolverine fan, but I like some of the things around Wolverine that's going on in this book. I feel like you might not like him, but you, you at least appreciate him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely appreciate Wolverine. Wolverine I feel like, like I feel like even if, if you don't appreciate Wolverine, then it's just kind of like, no. <laughs> right. I feel like you he may be overused, I think, 
and he was for a while, but I don't think Agreed. at this point you have to at least appreciate from for what he brings to he, he, he brings a lot. He's a, he's a great character. I think um you know that healing factor can get a little troublesome sometimes with how people write it and use it. But... Troublesome or overpowered. <laughs> so I mean it's definitely overpowered. Because it's giving overpowered. <laughs> it, it, it definitely gives overpowered. My thing with Logan is he loses a lot. So it's he kind does. of like yeah, yeah. It's and it's like he really sh- and so my thing is like if writers actually wrote him smart and competently, or as as a smart and competent man who like was actually thinking about his fights and going about things tactically, um, yeah, then it'd be like okay, this is a little bit much. Like you're this great fighter, you're super smart, like you've lived this entire life, and you got this like super huge healing factor that you heal out of like volcanoes from. That's a little bit much, but. Wolverine is a lot of times, and again, it goes into that overuse thing. They just put him in these books just to put him in there. So it's like when he's in there, he's just losing. So it's like, yes, his healing factor is amazing and it's ridiculously overpowered, but he ain't winning anything. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I did like in this book, the the House of Wolverine, if you want to call them. Um, I like Scout. I think she's really cute, um, you know, I or Honey Badger, as some people may recall her being called. I, I like personally like right? Scout. So I like oh. Scout as well. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I think Scout is an amazing code name. I don't think it's a good code name for Gabby, though. Really? I thought it was cute because I could see like Wolverine calling her Scout or something like that's just the, the Scout of the group she's of all the like too... other Wolverine characters. I mean, I guess it also kind of depends on just like what they're going to do with Gabby. It's just like a character and like her and like maturing her um because she still feels like honey badger to me that that's so, fair yeah i do think it was cute that her and dokken were doing a whole combo yeah. attack against omega red the the dokken relationship is a little weird <laughs> yeah I, he's someone that i don't think i like so he is a character that i feel like i should like but whenever I kind of read his appearances, they leave me pretty cold. I think in Dark Avengers, he was probably the most interesting. And even in the um, solo series that he had that was written by Marjorie Liu and Daniel Wei, like that was pretty cool. They showed him like as this really manipulative, manipulative person. I think over time, they've just kind of gone more into like, he's a douchebag. And yeah. that's fine, I guess. But it's also like, yeah, I'm not reading about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's I feel like it's very like basic to go the whole uh you know douchebag route instead of showing just how much he manipulates and yeah. tries to control everything around him. And then you know he's in like X Factor now and he's a um what was it? What was the reference? A fucky thought enforcer. Child. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Um you what know? does that even mean? It's, it's, I don't know. No, nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) It's just who he is. She don't Um, even know. So yeah, he's, he's that, but that was a good point. I, I I enjoy that. I kind of think I would like to see Logan and Dawkins just like bonding a little bit more. They have a very tumultuous relationship. It's weird. Again, I think we've seen a lot of stuff with Lauren. I mean, Lauren, Logan and Laura. Yeah. And we've really seen that relationship kind of bloom and blossom into something that's a little bit healthier than when it used to be. And I think I would like that same thing for Dawkins. It's time. Yeah, agreed. They need a little bit more panel time together and kind of see at least where their relationship kind of stands now. 
Yeah, now it's just like they're killing each other, or they're like at the Green Lagoon playing games. Yeah, and drinking. And so I'm like, so wait, do y'all hate each other? Are y'all drinking? What's, yeah, <laughs> it's like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so Wolverine number eight. It's good if you like Wolverine. If you're a Wolverine hater, then whatever. still check it out. <laughs> Sucks for you. Sucks for you. Um, okay, and the final book that I had this week, again, because it was a little bit of a slow week, X-Men 16. Now, again, this is the best X book. Instead of no, that's times right. Before. Yes, <laughs> this, is, this is the best X book. You know, Jonathan Hickman comes and he brings it every single time. This issue was drawn by Phil Noto. Little you is gone from like the book completely now, right? He's only doing covers. I think so. Yeah, I think he's only doing covers at this point, or at least the um, covers that he probably already did and turned in. Yeah. So, um, this is issue is drawn by Phil Noto, and this is a Phil Noto I like. I know. Okay, I, like, I was going to I, ask how you felt about it. I know you don't see it for her like that. So, so it's like this is this is where I think Noto shines in his facial work and like his body language and stuff. Like again, when he does like big issues, big spreads, he doesn't really do too much with his backgrounds. It's kind of like white walls, nothing there, and so that kind of like takes me out of the story. But this one here, where it's very character focused and it's just these people and we need to see how they react and how they do like this is where he shines and this is where he's an amazing artist and it's like yes this is what i needed scott and gene were actually like really enjoyable here this this was really awesome for me i love the art i'm a phil noto fan and kind of like you said this book probably so far has been one of the better ones that he's drawn because he was able to really play around with those facial expressions. There were a lot of close-ups of people's faces as they were talking and reacting to different kinds of things. You know, this book opens with uh, Cyclops, Rachel, and Cable all looking at these islands trying to see what's going to happen because Arako is now back um, yeah. on our side, I guess you can call it, and trying to merge again with Krakoa. Mm -hmm. um, and... If we recall earlier in, I believe in the same series, uh, there were as another island that Krakoa did kind of merge with and got bigger with. Um, so the- I think it was like with, a smaller part of Araka. Okay. Like, like it had like broke off or something. And I think I'd have to go back and read it, but I think it was like a smaller part of Araka. Gotcha. Yeah. And I remember that uh, it was these same three that were going to go see and like figure out how that was going to go on and things did yeah. uh, reconnect there. But this time, you know, the two islands weren't driving. They don't <laughs> and even it didn't speak the work. same language anymore. No more. You know, sometimes people grow apart and okay. and sometimes you just got to end that relationship. So it looks like Arako and Krakoa may not be joining up together. So who knows? Correct. Um, this is the first time we know. saw um, Iska post X of Swords as well. We did. We saw Iska uh, on on Araco. You know, she met up with Xavier and Magneto, and they kind of discussed like, "Hey, what's going on on Araco? Because this is what we got going on on Krakoa. Maybe we can combine forces." And Xavier and Magneto looked like the most adorable little couple <laughs> that, that you could it ever did. really see coming Even over with their little Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they they come over with their little flower, uh, their Krakoan flower, as you know, as a peace offering. Hey. Let's make this work together. And Iska was like, ciao. Uh, nah, we don't man. do that. We don't do that flowers. <laughs> we are warriors, which I don't know if I really wanted to be a warrior island. Like I'm cool with like there being wars and that being a thing, but I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I'm I actually, I'm, I'm okay with it. I feel like they are trying to make it as though 
they have just been doing this for so long that they've just been hardened by by Araco, whereas Krakoa is very new. Even I think I believe yeah. Iska even said like y'all are like a child's nation playing child's games. You don't even know really what you, what you, what you're doing. I'm pretty um, sure we're gonna go down the route of them like learning things from each other. Like yeah, Araco yeah. will learn how to be a little bit more human, gross, um, and <laughs> Krakoa will learn how to be like a little bit more battle ready. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, all of the interesting conversations that they had within this book were dope and really exciting for what's to come because, you know, they, Cyclops and Jean enter the council and they're like, you mm -hmm. know, hey, just to remind y'all, <laughs> we are leaving up out of this and we want to go and start the X-Men and Xavier and Magneto were like, hey, you know, we've got these open seats. Jean, we want to give you yours back and Apocalypse's seat we want to give the Cyclops. Were you expecting? I wasn't. And it's, and it's also very strange because it's like, you know, that whole group is kind of like morally gray, evil mutants. And so it's like, why are you? I mean, I guess you can honestly make an argument that Cyclops could be over there. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's, he's had his moments. <laughs> you know, he's, he's had his moments. But um, that was strange. Just because also the simple fact is like, he's a great captain. It's like, y'all just giving him a little bit too much now. Like there's too many mutants on this island for you to still be letting Scott Summers do everything. That's a good point. I mean, he can't be everywhere and <laughs> and leading everything. Yeah. I will always say that he's the best leader of the X-Men, but like he Absolutely. can't be every damn where. <laughs> yeah, know? and it was just kind of like, um, that's a thing. So that was really interesting. Oh, really quick back to um, Iska. I do not like the inverted colors, the yellow primary. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like the red primary more than the yellow. This, the thrill is gone, okay? Because, is it because she's she's giving Ronald McDonald now? Yes, it's just like, what is this? Um, but I will be interested to see like the next time she changes colors. I was talking to a friend of mine. He actually had a theory. He was like, the next time we'll probably see her colors change is like when she sides with some humans. Oh man, yeah. You know what? Iska's color changing might actually be that, or or maybe there ends up being like a legit war with Araco. I also like that um, the entire, like, I guess, rings council of Araco are like Omega mutants. Yeah, and that, I like that they're on their side. It's like no one is above the Omega level mutants. So, like, they are the. Also, the it's class. like, how, how did, are they? I wonder if they're like also calling them Omega level mutants. Because, like, how, who else know about that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> That's I wonder a good what point. they call themselves. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, so. Cyclops made that declaration that the X-Men now going forward, they were trying to figure out who was going to be on the team. And Scott and Gene kind of look at each other and were like, actually, we weren't going to pick the members. We're going to leave it up to a vote. And I think that is really cool. I, don't, it's I think it's a exciting. really cool concept. Do you think they're going to um, kind of do the fan vote like they did back like when Jason Todd... If they when DC asked fans if they wanted him to die or not, do you think they might do something similar to that for the X Men to let the you fans know, vote who's on the team? I do think that could become a thing. I think that would be like a fun little interaction that they can get from fans, and you know they can get a fan favorite in the team. I don't think that they'll have all of them be chosen by fans, but probably you know whoever yeah. is the most who gets the most votes or whatever they probably will be there for. I'm or, really I mean, interested to see. I was really into the fact that the council could not be included because although I love a lot of the council members, you know, <laughs> X's, <laughs> we stand. But um, 
I think that it would be really easy to just kind of a lot of those council members are really popular and really powerful. So yes. like how many X-Men teams do we have to have Magneto and Jean and Storm and, you know, yeah. all those characters that we've always seen on those. So it's cool that they kind of can't be on the team and that other characters finally get some chances to actually be X-Men. Yeah. I was a little confused about, I guess, the parties that people can vote from, like Bar Sinister and the Wild Hunt, just because, especially for something like Bar Sinister, it's like that was never an actual bar. It was like, you know, he had the Sinister Secrets and all that stuff like that. It's his clone farm or whatever. So it's like, are they going to be allowing clones? Like, is this a thing where they're picking someone from the Hellions? Is this like, is he going to debut a Chimera, which honestly, like Chimeras are like so far down on the list of things I'm excited to see about. So I'm fine with it not being a Chimera. It's just a thought that I'm spitballing. Um, and then you have the Wild Hunt, which has been shown in like New Mutants a little bit. And like, I think Shadow King was over there when they were like, yeah, training and there. doing all that stuff. So it's like, do people live in the Wild Hunt? Is it actually just an area? Like, it'll be really interesting to see how these kind of parties come together and who comes from them. If anyone comes from them at all. There really needs to be some kind of Krakoa book where we see like a lot more of the island and everything that's going we need on. Like, so we, can... we need like a really nice, thorough map handbook type of situation. Yeah, a handbook would be awesome because yeah. this, I have no idea where a lot of those places even are <laughs> in relation to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes I'll like Google something and like try to pull up a map and be like, oh, you know, I think that's over there. But I would love it if they actually had like a handbook and say, you know, these mutants live on this part of the island and whatever that we don't. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, and leading to that Krakoa anthology book that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, we really have. It's time. Um, but yes, X-Men 16, lots of exciting things. I guess I'm excited for the Hellfire Gala. Oh, wait a minute though. If you could nominate someone, who would you want to nominate to be on the X-Men? Ooh, Surge. Oh. Okay, yeah. you know what? She deserves. Because I it's was going to pick Hellion. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's, time. it's definitely yeah. time. Especially for especially for the likes of like Surge and Hellion. Um, yeah. You know, Surge led her new X-Men team throughout like one of the worst team times in X history. Um, she, she had She formed really close relationships with a lot of senior X-Men. She's kind of been like a protege to Cyclops a little bit throughout the book. She also had like a relationship with Forge um and there was somebody else who she kind of got close with back in those days as well but yeah it would definitely be Surge like she is the one it's time and especially if we're not doubling up so if people who are already on teams can't be on the book then she's one I want yeah I agree she's dope I definitely think she should be on the team and like I said my vote is for Hellion because he it's time for him to finally stop being like stuck in this limbo area especially where he's like not only powerful but he has a storyline of his own and i think he wants to be an x-men and kind of prove himself there so okay. i think it's time to take him off the bench they will both be really good picks um i also was excited that they had a spot for the iraqi pillar because yeah i thought that was like, really cool yeah it was like oh so we're gonna get a little iraqi mutant on this team possibly as well um probably i wouldn't be so you think it's gonna be iska i hope not I don't know. <laughs> that you really design. don't like those inverted colors. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I just think I also think about like colorist and like how that type of color scheme is like can be so prone to error. And it's like she's gonna be on the page and she's gonna be like piss yellow and it's gonna be like this like McDonald's Ronald McDonald red and it's just like not gonna look good. And it's just like whatever. She's still a cool character. Great voice. 
of course, we love we love a woman warrior over here. That's always going to be a thing. Um, but yeah, I do not enjoy those inverted colors. Maybe she'll get an update or something when she crosses over. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so those are the comments of the week where you were. Like I said, it was a very small week, but we are about to go full force into some other new stuff, and I'm very excited. Are you picking up any of the um, DC Future State stuff? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that I really want to get into. You know, Jon Stewart is getting, like, he's oh, leading a Green Lantern book, so hello. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely buying that. And um, obviously, Yara Floor, uh, Queen Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's coming out this week. Like, I mean, I'm hello, like, uh, Diana. Cassie, your days are numbered. I'm, I'm, numbered. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yara's here. What a design. <laughs> um, so yeah, like everybody be sure to check back. Let us know if you all are picking up any of the Future State books, who you're excited for, what you're excited for, who you kind of hope to see, what you kind of hope sticks around after it's all over. Because um, I feel like we're about to go into like another, let me not say that. I'm going to knock on wood. I don't want to jinx DC with anything. I feel yeah, like don't I, jinx it. I have a feeling I knew what you were going to say, but don't even you, jinx it. You know, just, we're about to get some hopefully good books right now. <laughs> um, okay, and so with that, let's go ahead. Let's take a little break. Let's take a break. All right, all right, all right. We are back for the discussion. Yes, yes. So this week I wanted to have a character discussion. And this character is actually my favorite Avenger. I know I talk a lot about Captain Marvel and Mm -hmm. she's awesome. I love her. Mm -hmm. But my actual favorite Avenger is Wonder Man, Simon Williams. Uh, I I don't get to talk about him as much recently. And and as I do more of this discussion and talk about him, this uh, this little Wonder Man panel, we mm-hmm. will, you'll kind of hear what I mean as far as like, why I don't talk about him as much lately, but he okay. is my my favorite <laughs> Avenger. He's so dope. Um, so I'll go ahead and be like, say, I, I don't know too much about Wonder Man. I think he's been around in a lot of like old Avengers comic books that I've read because he was around during like the time of like Hellcat and beast yes um he he was on west coast avengers and i kind of like like that team i kept up with them a little bit and i know he was on uncanny avengers but i think my thing with wonder man is he never really was he never really had like a prominent role when i in the stories that i read or if he did like i kind of just wasn't paying attention to it the most memorable thing i can think about him is when scarlet witch was like possessed and she like scratched his penis up (laughs) she she was like she was like she was like clawing down from like his chest and like just moving all the way down and he's like no no and they like show her going off and he's like screaming no and i'm like why she dig her nails in that man's uh, crotch like that so that's really my wonder man knowledge and he has a really good design i like the iron form so his his sleeveless uh black and red costume with the w the red the red w on his chest is probably my favorite costume of, of any other really? character. I love it. It's okay. I love it. I've learned that I really love a a black in a color. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of um uh black with pops of color and his costume to me I think was actually what drew me to the character. So when I was really young and got into comics, um I was obviously a big X-Men fan. That's kind of where I started. Um but the Avengers were obviously around and there was something about Wonder Man's costume that just really spoke to me and I thought it was dope. I normally don't go up for the flying brick 
kind of characters. So uh, as he became more of a uh, an ion kind of character uh, is actually when I started to grow more into his, his powers. Because when he first kind of started, he was yeah. just super strong. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the way Simon's background is, is he started off as an industrialist. I think he was making like weapons and stuff from a okay. from his family's company. And um, his name is Simon Williams and the company was Williams Innovations. Now he inherited this company from his father and uh, the company ended up going under. Now a little bit of backstory before the company went under. When he was younger and growing up, his brother is the Grim Reaper. I'm not sure if you're uh, if people yes, are really I, with that. I, I, rem- I remember that from an um, Uncanny Avengers issue. The one yes. where like Rogue kills Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so actually in that same uh, run, uh, Rogue actually took some of Wonder Man's powers uh, because she obviously needed some needed some powers to use something, and she punched Grim Reaper, but broke his jaw and snapped his neck. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know." When she took his power, she didn't know how strong he actually was. So when she punched uh... him, she went full force, but not realizing just how strong Wonder Man is. And uh, so yeah, he his brother is Grim Reaper. And their backstory is they grew up together. They grew up in a, a two-parent home, but their dad was very kind of abusive to them. Uh, Wonder Man was the one that really focused on school and was like, I don't really want to go out and party and everything. I just want to do right and and get a job and do that whole thing. Well, while Grim Reaper was like, you know, fuck all that. I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to like, I want to kick it. So he was the the quote unquote like jock athlete that also like partied and everything. And as they grew up and they got older, Simon inherited a company and it started to go under the brother, uh, Grim Reaper at the time. I actually, I think his name is uh, Eric, uh, Eric Williams. Uh, he was like, Hey, you know, why don't you just embezzle some money from the company and then we can use it yeah. to work with the magi i think that's how you pronounce their name the, the like kind of mob group there so eric okay. as he got older started to get some mob some mob ties um simon because he wanted to really like get his company right he did ended up embezzling the money with his brother um oh yeah. by the way the company was going under because of tony stark so once tony became once tony came out with like arc reactor tech and those kind of weapons when, you know, Tony's beginnings started in weapons. And it always his fault. He he was the reason the company kind of went under and Williams Innovations couldn't get up. Simon embezzled the money. But when they got caught, um, Simon went to jail for it. So he got he got caught. Eric got away <laughs> and he got caught with it. While he was in jail, the Enchantress um, paid his bail. And she oh. has a she has a really big history with him and kind of uses him a lot. So she paid his bail, told him that, hey, you know, if you want to get revenge against Tony Stark, I can help you. <laughs> so she took him to Baron Zemo and Zemo uh, did some experiments on him and kind of used this like beam basically of like iron uh, charge and used it on Wonder Man. He the experiment worked. He ended up getting super strength and vulnerability, um, you know, stamina, all that kind of stuff. And he thought that he was supposed to go on and go and kill the Avengers, 
Uh, but that was not the case. Baron Zemo actually wanted him to infiltrate the Avengers. And when the time came for him to turn on them, he was supposed to join their side. Long story short, he did not. So he, of course, classic tale. You know, <laughs> you know the 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 morals come through, and you don't want to switch sides like that. So he didn't end up helping Baron Zemo. He helped the Avengers, but at the end of the book, he actually died. So this was, I think, oh. Avengers number nine in like 1965 or something like that. So Wonder Man's a pretty old character. So I after didn't that, realize he, he was that uh, he's been around that long. Yeah. So he actually ended up. Uh, Literally, he died in the same book that he <laughs> that he premiered in. Uh, so he's been around for a while. Yeah, it was Avengers number nine from in 1964. Uh, so after he died, uh, there were quite a few times where he was kind of resurrected, or, but basically mind controlled. Uh, I believe uh, Grim Reaper did it for at one point. Um, Ultron kind of tried to do it with that at one point, but when when he was brought back again for the final time and was kind of controlled, he broke free of his control, you know, comic book, mumbo jumbo, whatever. <laughs> he he broke free of his control and was finally able to kind of return to the Avengers normally. Uh, so this is kind of where he ends up getting cross-haired with the Scarlet Witch and Vision. <laughs> I was about to say, he's like related to the Vision or something in some type of way, isn't he? Yeah, so after he ends up uh, finally being resurrected, and uh, brought back, he has his his like brain waves taken from him um, while he is in suspended animation by Tony Stark. Or at least this was kind of like retcon. So when the Vision is debuts and they tried to kind of explain how he was able to function as a robot with have and have human feelings and where those feelings came from, um, it was said that they got the brain waves from Wonder Man. At the time, Wonder Man was like in suspended animation. He wasn't even really an active character, but I think it was right. kind of retcon to use his his brain waves from there. So um as as Wonder Man kind of kept going on and, and he was actually resurrected, he he kind of looked at the vision like he was not into him basically he was like you know i feel like you are basically a copy of me and i'm not really sure what's going on i don't really like that um yes, then this, sounds, this sounds familiar to me then it started to become a thing of um you know i don't really know if he is am i even human anymore am i actually the vision because he the one thing that wonder man has kind of had a bit of bit of a fear i kind of actually related to kind of like storm's claustrophobia uh, where it's there, but it's not always present, is he has a fear of dying again because he has before mm. and only because he sometimes feels as though he isn't human because of the because of the powers he was given. He is now a, he's basically ionic energy. Like he is not really yeah. human anymore. So he can't die. And he feels like, am I really human? Where's my humanity? Um, so that was kind of a thing that kind of goes on with him kind of throughout the beginning of those Avengers books, while the vision was discovering his humanity by having human experiences and, and doing that and kind of trying to learn what it's like to be human, the Wonder Man has to figure out what it's like to be no longer human and have to, you know, live now. You know, you're going to be outliving yeah. everyone around you. So this is going to be completely different than what you have been used to. Uh, so they have this weird kind of tumultuous relationship the vision 
and Wonder Man actually end up fighting <laughs> a lot <laughs> between on the Avengers. And kind of like any chance they got, they just kind of like went head to head because they didn't really see eye to eye with each other. The Scarlet Witch was on the Vision side. Um, at one point, the uh, um, the Vision ends up getting like hurt and they build him a new body. And of course, to finish it, they needed Simon's brain waves, but Simon didn't want to give them because he revealed that he had feelings for Scarlet Witch. And he was like, you know, uh-huh. I don't want to give you my brain waves because, you know, I, I actually am into you and I don't know what's going on there, which I, that was honestly his first mistake <laughs> because <laughs> why are you getting involved with Wanda? <laughs> that's just she brings not nothing wise. but trouble. Nothing that's not but wise trouble. at all. Um, so he doesn't want to give him his brainwaves back, and before they can even actually kind of settle on that, uh, he ends up being like they end up getting attacked by the Enchantress, and he ends up being controlled by her. Um, so they didn't really come to a, 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 a consensus of what they were going to do with the Vision versus Wonder Man because of that attack. But later they decided that they're kind of like brothers. Uh, the Wonder Man kind of started to look at him like, you're more of like my brother. I'm sorry I kind of looked at you weird. I think it's because of my own relationships with, with Scarlet Witch that I have to figure out. So um, then he finally gets his own solo series. So he gets the costume that like, I am a big fan of, he took this red coat off (laughs) that he always had. (laughs) And he finally gets his own solo series. He joins the West Coast Avengers, um, which had Hawkeye, um, Iron Man, Tigra, uh, Mockingbird, a bunch of like kind of ancillary Avengers characters. And you really got to see a lot more of them. Um, And uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed his solo series. It's really hard to find now on Marvel Unlimited outside of a few random issues. Um, you can kind of order them from different comic book stores or whatever if you can go out there and find them. I personally recommend it if you ever want to really get into Wonder Man. Um, so so Wonder Man played a really big role in um, Operation Galactic Storm, which was this big Avengers crossover. I think this may have been like one of their bigger crossovers because in every book, the story kind of continued. Whereas I know that... Um, most of the time with events, they'll have like the main series and then a tie-in or yeah. um, or the entire series kind of will connect with the books, but the actual story doesn't flow all the way through. Like the mm-hmm. individual tie-ins will mostly just be about whatever the, the characters in that book were about. But this, yeah. you had to go through all 22 issues in order to get the full story. And this, this, was in my opinion a really epic kind of i could see them doing this in the mcu it was the kree versus the shiar so um, oh, okay yeah the the kree and the shiar had been using this stargate that was near uh our sun and every time they used the stargate it affected our sun so the avengers wanted to basically go out and figure out a team to go and meet with the kree and calm them down and then go meet the, with the Shi'ar and calm them down. And they'll, they'll have people on Earth just in case things kind of, you know, get reckless. And Wonder Man was sent with the Shi'ar team. And the Kree team didn't have, like, it wasn't really a success. <laughs> the, the Kree team were like, you know, we are just going to, we don't give a shit what you guys got to say. <laughs> we are going to 
basically kill the Shi'ar because they have this big, like, major conflicts with each other. And the... I was about to say, the Korea never, like... The Korea never really... uh about camaraderie no <laughs> they, they are very much like it is all about us and like even when they have i think you know right now in empire the Cree and the skull scroll empire like have an alliance and i've seen so many books where Cree characters are like no i will still kill a scroll if he comes across yeah and a lot of these with this whole Cree scroll alliance that they have now it seems like the scrolls are like you know whatever we can kind of make this work where the Korea like don't forget <laughs> I will kill the, you. The Cree hold a grudge. Like they, they are a mad, they are a mad group of people. They really do. And um, so that that Earth team that I was talking about was led by the Wasp, and it included Falcon, um, Hank Pym, Mockingbird, She Hulk, and Spider Woman. Um, Quasar and I think yeah, Quasar and Binary were also on that team. But they were uh, Captain Marvel were also on that team, and they were out mostly in space and orbit, kind of staying out there. Okay. Um, Side note, this is actually where Carol lost her binary form. So, um, yeah, so the other the other team was the Shi'ar team, and that was led by Monica Rambeau. Uh, she was the team that was leading that as Captain Marvel at the time. And that included uh, Living Lightning, Scarlet Witch, Star Fox, Thor, Vision, and Wonder Man. And All the, of these uh, characters were Avengers at the same time? Yeah, the Avengers roster was like a rotating team at this time. So like, oh, okay. yeah, they were all, there was like a main seven, but anybody could kind of like hop in and out. At, I kind of I, I like when teams books do that. That's Me too, fun. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the, and that final Creed team was uh, Captain America and Black Knight, Crystal, Goliath, Hercules, Iron Man, and Cersei. So they kind of stayed back um, and went and talked with the Creed. Of course, like I said, they all kind of failed. <laughs> and the Shi'ar, led by Lalandra, they had actually been collecting Kree artifacts and they built this bomb, which they were going to blow up in Kree space and it would like wipe out all of the Kree and planets and everything like that. So they tried to talk them down from using it. Long story short, it did not work. The bomb went through this Stargate and actually did end up getting detonated. And this is how the Kree were destroyed. Um, Oh, okay. And yeah, that's just how the Kree ended up being destroyed and kind of scattered throughout the entire galaxy and kind of finding places for them to you know, stay. It gets real out in space. They, I love, um, you know, I love us in space. <laughs> you know, they don't. So, I, so I've come to realize, you know, I always just say I don't like the X Men in space. I didn't like mutants in space, but especially since like these last few weeks when I've been going back and reading things like Guardians and really getting into Star Lord, I actually really love a good cosmic story. <laughs> See, I told you the cosmic stories are where it's at. They can be a lot of fun if they aren't just like pushing planets against each other and stuff and actually yeah. building the characters and showing their abilities. I've always liked space because out there, the Earth characters are allowed to do a lot more because, mm -hmm. you know, when they're fighting some space monster, they're usually allowed to use their powers to a bigger extent that they are on Earth fighting humans and everything. Um, so, yeah, the bomb goes off. Little did our side no at the time vision and wonder man were kind of stuck on the bomb they kind of like went in it the bomb was like ship sized <laughs> so they went inside to try to see if they could deactivate it the lalandra still sent it through the stargate and it ended up exploding wonder man was in it so was vision at the same time but he ended up surviving and his powers ended up mutating and this is where he gets his whole like ionic form and he can shoot energy blasts and stuff like that um so kind of more of the Wonder Man that we have today. 
is kind okay. of what what where that kind of happened. Um, so after that happened is when he finally gets his own solo book, and you finally get to see Wonder Man discover his own powers and what it is for him to be a hero. His thing with being a hero had has little to do with like altruism and more of I have these powers and I can't die and I don't want other people to feel the pain that I've been feeling before that I felt throughout my whole life with you know his father and you know being his he he still felt at that time embarrassed about the whole embezzlement thing because he was a big name at the time like Williams Innovations was a, a thing so okay. he he felt like his public like reputation was bad so he wanted to kind of be a hero too really pick himself up now at the same time he also wanted to be an actor <laughs> so i think yes. a lot of people know know him as like the hollywood guy and yeah. he wanted to really get into acting and uh kind of change the public percep perception of wonder man and he also i think really enjoyed the arts uh okay. so that was really cool to see and him dive into that and really grow with his abilities and and have this really cool solo series um, after he was, uh, after he went on TV, I'm sorry, after he left the West Coast Avengers, they kind of broke up. Um, he went on live TV and came clean about the entire embezzlement um, because he had returned back to life and he wanted it to be kind of addressed and taken out of the way. His entire thing with that was his brother never really went down for it or whatever while he didn't either because he became wonder man after he was um resurrected you know after so, he was resurrected he became a hero so they kind of like brushed over it <laughs> um so he wanted to really address it and talk about it um his whole thing has really just been about like perseverance and learning to live when you believe you'll survive it's like i know that i'm gonna live but what does that really mean for me so yeah. um his his entire inner monologue is really driven by like i got this you know like i can do this i believe in what i got i can i can make this thing happen um um he really wants to enjoy life and just make sure others get to live too so after his but after his solo series ended up getting canceled um or like abruptly kind of stopped he ended up going back with the West Coast Avengers. And after that book ended, he joined uh, Forceworks, which was this kind of smaller team, didn't last that long, that Iron Man kind of started. And in issue one, he died. So like, <laughs> I, I, didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really stay with that that long. So um, he dies. And of course, he ends up being resurrected by Scarlet Witch. Now, this was during like the Kurt Busiek era of the Avengers. And that's okay. where you see, that's where we first get the wonder man ionic form you know the purple and the red and stuff there um he was kind of like a genie for scarlet witch she kind of like would just need help and then he would like appear and he kind of felt like wait am i even real is she just like magically bringing me back here i don't yeah. know what's going on um and then that final time that she did it he was brought back fully to life they ended up having an entire like relationship of what are we what aren't we and she, you know scarlet which was very hey i'm still in love with the vision wonder man was like fine <laughs> we don't even got to do any of this stuff anymore like i can move on right. and 
um, he finally got to actually come back. But after being killed and everything and brought back to life and having this ionic form, he really kind of lost his humanity and kind of lost his way for a bit. So S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, took advantage of this. And he started to come up with a nonprofit organization because, again, he is trying to give back to people. He's using his, his money to, to help. And they uh, blackmailed him and made him believe that he embezzled money from this organization that he had started so that they could have him on Tony Stark's side of uh, the Civil War. Which, like, see how they do him? Like, <laughs> he, I don't think he gets, the, he gets the shaft. Yo, I would not, have, I don't think he would have been on Tony Stark's side. And that is because after the whole Civil War thing kind of blew up and he had a little bit of a relationship with Carol, um, he kind of sat back and thought for a second and was like, I ain't with this shit no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like any of this. So, uh, I don't know if you remember during Secret Invasion, um, Norman Osborn was the one who was leading S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, that whole Dark Reign era yeah. with Hammer. And great era, great era. Great era. And he had his Dark Avengers and everything. Well, during this time, uh, Wonder Man went on live television and basically, like, renounced the Avengers and was like, the Avengers are the cause for all of this stuff. Everything that all of the problems that we have going on here are because of the Avengers. If you look back at all of our biggest issues, the Civil War, um, he and he went like and listed them. <laughs> and he said the Civil War, he said Scarlet Witch, who is a very powerful mutant who is related to, you know, a known villain who has no control over her powers and no one on the Avengers ever stopped to help her learn them. That is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he went down the list and kept going. And he also said, you know, he feels as though Norman Osborn is exactly what this country deserves because <laughs> it's what they were, because they believe in the Avengers, which he I mean, like, <laughs> he spilled, he spilled. It's, it's nothing but facts. I'm not mad it at is, it. I mean, he, this is why I like him because you know me, I've always been a big fan of the common sense characters and, yeah. <laughs> and the characters who aren't super in your face, but they are also still like active and they have a role to play. And anybody that's willing to call out the Avengers is always gonna be a fave of mine. So um, he ends up going to jail because of uh, the thing, of course, <laughs> because he was not on Tony Stark's side after he kind of was blackmailed into doing the help that he could there. They sent him to jail. His brother is also in jail, um, Grim, Reaper, Grim Reaper, and he forms the Lethal Legion. Grim Reaper has his own like team called the Lethal, Lethal Legion. And it's usually him and like an assortment of other villains who are kind of anarchist and anti-Avengers. Um, so Wonder Man joined the Lethal Legion only to really watch the team. He knows that they're like, are they are willing to kind of do what they want to do to accomplish whatever Grim Reaper wants to do you know, whatever his goals are. But Wonder Man was like, hey, I am down to take down the Avengers, but we're not going to kill anybody. We're not going to kill innocents. Um, he has a very strict, like, no killing of innocents rule, which has slowly turned into pacifism. But I don't think that there was the kind of correct interpretation, in my opinion. A lot of writers kind of okay. took the, the pacifism thing and kind of pushed it further than it needs to be. He's way too kumbaya <laughs> for, for my liking. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, after he ends up doing the whole Dark Reign thing and gets out of jail, he that's where we get the more modern take of him joining the Uncanny Avengers. Uh, they He actually ended up getting a Revengers team together. And I remember that. Used, I remember that. Yeah. He used all of them and took down the Avengers, <laughs> like with ease. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing for him. Yeah. Um, he, again, he went down the list and told them, you know, Ultron exists because of the Avengers. Um, again, all the damage uh, Scarlet Witch has caused. Osborne's Dark Avengers happened because the Avengers didn't stop Osborne from taking over and doing all that stuff. So he told them not to get a new team together because I believe at this time the Avengers had disbanded and they were getting back together. He appeared on day one and said, don't do this. We don't need to be a team. Like, let's just not do this. <laughs> and nobody listened. So he comes back and I believe it's new Avengers annual number one and Avengers annual number one. I believe him back in like the 2010, 2011 issues that were coming out then. During those two issues, I think were some of my favorite Wonder Man stories because he literally just takes all of them out <laughs> and yeah. it's nothing. And to the point where he wanted people to see the damage that they did because he fought all of them and they ended up winning because again, um, Wonder Man may have Thor level strength and he can fly and shoot these energy blasts or whatever. You know, he's up there with the the heavyweights, but he actually has a a weakness and that is energy disrupting weapons because he is made of all ionic energy. If you encase him in anything that can contain energy, then he's not, he kind of stuck. So they try to contain him. And, you know, by the end of the issue, he ends up like breaking free of, of the cage in the prison that they kind of put him in. Um, so then he ends up kind of roaming around kind of for himself kind of bit, still telling the Avengers like stop <laughs> and break up. And slowly, I believe, I can't remember the writer that kind of did this, but the Avengers ended up uh, reforming a new team and he kind of comes back to help them, but more of a, I'm only here to watch y'all and in case of emergencies, because I know that I have these powers and this strength. So when the world come crashing down on top of us, I would rather be there to help out and use my abilities than not be there because I have some big quarrel with you. And before he can actually kind of take off and really get dive into everything that he wanted to say to Captain America and the Avengers, they ended up uh, getting attacked. But during his entire speech, he's very much like, hey, you know, I do think what the Avengers are doing are bad, but you guys are still my friends. And I do think that like there is some good that could be done there. So he's kind of like somewhere in the middle of the road with them. Um, do you and again, enjoy he, that kind of... Um... I guess that kind of like reserve status that he has where he just kind of like comes in to, I guess, watch. You know, I think, and I'm going to talk about this later in my relaunch, Ooh, but okay. I think that I, I'm okay with him being kind of with the reserve member on the team and watching them because I do like his story of, you know, I don't agree with what the Avengers are doing. So I'm going to be here to kind of put a check on this. If things get out of hand, I appreciate there being someone there to kind of watch um, yeah. But I don't think I what I don't like is the whole the pacifism. I'm never going to do anything kind of thing that yeah. kind of really dived into. I think that there's a way for you to and there's nothing wrong with pacifism. I totally believe in like, you know, <laughs> in that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. he is very much against. They kind of took the no violence thing and pushed that into 
into pacifism, but I think he just meant like, you know, no excessive violence. Um, yeah, not just, not, I'm just going to stand there. <laughs> like it's, it's necessary violence. Exactly. Not, not just punching just for the sake of punching like Carol yeah. would do. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I said it before you could. <laughs> I thought it, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, so did you enjoy the whole like Wonder Man on Uncanny Avengers? Like, I guess kind of like Rogue taking his powers, bringing him back that whole bit? Not really. So this is kind of what I was saying earlier, where I kind of haven't really talked about Wonder Woman that I'm sorry, Wonder, I definitely don't talk about her, (laughs) Wonder Man (laughs) that much, because I haven't really enjoying. So there's this thing that a lot of comic book writers end up doing where if you aren't that familiar with the character, you just kind of take what you remember them as and just stick with that instead of doing a lot of research with their story and pushing whatever that was forward. And for him, a lot of times people just remember him as the super strong guy that wanted to get into Hollywood and he was with Scarlet Witch or something. So for the last few uncanny Avengers runs, he's kind of just been simping after her. Um, So I don't really like that (laughs) at all. Um, However, the last, the first Uncanny Avengers run, he he said that he joined the team because he wanted to fix his own PR and because Wanda wanted people around her. This is post, um, you know, House of M and all that kind of stuff that she was going through. So she wanted people, familiar faces around him. So he obliged to that and said, you know, I'll be, I'll be there for her. But they ended up having a whole conversation and she was like, you know, I like you like a brother. <laughs> so, Child. Yeah. So, I th- and I think once that relationship kind of went that way and Rogue was also on that team, Rogue is another one where she ends up getting stuck in a, hey, I remember Rogue being the girl that could fly and had super strength. So because yeah. Wonder Man had those powers and his story was probably, which was done, Rogue got them. <laughs> so she absorbed him completely and he was like just stuck there and it wasn't even a case of you know where uh she absorbed carol and she would kind of come out sometimes wonder man just like never appeared it was all just rogue and uh after she ended up kissing deadpool and that ended up being the thing that kind of freed him which was was nice yeah it was cute um so after that wonder man ends up getting free and uh, yeah, for, for the most part, he's mostly just been playing this kind of pacifist role. Um, he appeared a little bit in uh, this Journey into Mystery tie-in during the uh, War of the Realms event. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, he was in that pretty heavily and he was able to use his abilities and he was still Simon, very much like, I don't like this Avenger shit, but I gotta be there because yeah. again, the world of the war of the realms like this is a big event i gotta help out yeah and uh he was also a little bit in empire um i hadn't read that tie-in yet so i'll let you know what i think about it but okay. yeah he's popped up a little bit every now and then usually it's if scarlet witch is around then he can kind of probably get some kind of thing Poor but man. i know he's kind of been really stuck to her and i think that's only because of nostalgia people remember him as that it is the silent killer yeah um so with that, it's a two-part question. Who has been your favorite Wonder Man writer? 
and who is someone that you would like to see him write or to see writing him? That is a good question. You know, I think that, um, hmm, probably the writer who did the the new event. Actually, it was Bendis. <laughs> I believe. Really? Yeah, I think he was the one that did those tie-ins. He was the one that really called out the Avengers via Wonder Man. He was like, you know, okay, uh, the Avengers are the ones who are breaking all this stuff up. Uh, and this was like. This was prime Bendis, though. This was like, this was Bendis, Bendis. in like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was Bendis in like 2010, you know. Oh, yeah, back that was when him, Bendis. That yeah, was Bendis was Bendis. in his bag back in that day. So he he was the one, I believe, that wrote that New Avengers and Avengers annual. And I thought those were really great issues for, for Wonder okay. Man. You really got to see um, the duality of kind of where he stands. He really is like... I do like these people because I know what they're trying to do, but they really are cops. <laughs> and I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> so he's and and not some not necessarily uh the policing part of it, because I think he probably does think that heroes probably have to have some portion of that because that just comes with the territory of being a hero. He doesn't like all of the unnecessary damage that they do to people and the world and they never have to answer for anything <laughs> he was yeah. like you know you guys had this entire civil war and then he was like you know then what everyone just goes back to being okay like what what, what was that <laughs> um, i do i highly recommend those two those two issues okay, for sure i might check them out like i said wonder man's always been someone who i've been like I know he's around. I think, like I said, I like the design. I think the ion form is pretty cool. It's just like the books I've read him, read with him in it. He just doesn't do too much. So That's I don't. Scarlet Witch be there. It's also, so did you like his relationship <laughs> with um, Carol? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I've, I've been doing a a Carol reread, and maybe, maybe now I might like it. But at yeah. the time, it felt. It felt kind of forced. It didn't. It felt like they were just putting two strong characters together. Whereas, I couldn't see Wonder Man being into Carol. If okay. that makes sense. I do. I do recall a little bit something about their relationship. I remember during House of M, like when the Avengers were going to Avengers Mansion and it was destroying all that. It was like Wonder Man, Carol, and I think somebody else. I don't remember. It was like a third person, but I remember like they had their thing. And then when we actually got into the house of M, Wonder Man was like a huge famous actor. And it was like rumored that he was dating Carol. And so that's why I've always thought that he was a little bit more attached to her than he was with Scarlet. I didn't know he's still like been hanging on to Scarlet Witch for all these years. And so it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> he's kind of been hanging <laughs> on with her. <laughs> he's kind of been like just really simping after her, but, um, or just really kind of tagging along with her. It's kind of like that thing where you, you have this person that's been around and it's like, I don't really like you like that, but I feel like I still need to like watch out for you because I know that you've been going through some stuff. And I think that he kind of tags along behind her just to kind of keep watch because of all the things that he's been through. He wants to be there for her, but right. I think it's time for him to just let it go and let Vision do that, <laughs> you know? So, so now I'm going to be my next question. So do you enjoy the relationship that he's gained with Vision? I do. I think that I necessarily wouldn't go as far as doing the whole brother thing. I think that that was 
him placing his feelings because he misses having his actual brother because his his real brother's a villain. Um, uh, But even Grim Reaper kind of calls Vision like this pseudo brother because he has Wonder Man's brain patterns. Yeah. Um, I think that I personally would have liked it to be more if they're just able to coexist, you know, um, and that it's fine that they can be around each other and not have to be brothers. Is that a thing with Vision? Like he still has Wonder Man's brainwaves? Because I know there's been like a lot of things, especially with um, young Vision that they had in uh, Young Avengers and then kind of like reworking him to be adult Vision and Kang and all that stuff. So it's like, is that still a thing? Do you know? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't really follow the Vision that well. I don't know if he has his own personal, you know, kind of brain now that he's yeah. he's been broken so many times and refixed. So I don't know what what they use to kind of rebuild him now. I think maybe I'll reread the Tom King Vision series because I, I, if I recall correctly, Grim Reaper actually showed up in that. Oh wow! Probably. Okay, I never read it. I've heard I've, great things about it. Oh, you should definitely read it. So th- that series is similar to Immortal Hulk for me, where it's like oh wow, okay, about the Vision and like general, but like that is a premier Vision story. Like if you ever want to get into Vision, that is the one you should read. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll definitely get into that. Um, I want to know what what's going on with the vision especially with wandavision coming up i i'm interested in that if they ever do bring wonder man into the mcu they don't need to do the whole brain wave pattern thing just forget it (laughs) um wasn't there like an easter egg in what i think in the first guardians movie that had wonder man in it and it was like he was nathan fillion or something like that yeah so nathan fillion was actually cast to be him and there were going to be a bunch of easter eggs where and i think they actually took actual pictures and, and shot some stuff where uh wonder man simon williams as as nathan fillion was he did like a tony stark movie <laughs> and um oh, okay. and stuff like there were supposed to be posters in a guardians of the galaxy i think it was one or two i can't recall which i think it was the first one and he was supposed to have um like posters and all these other kind of promo ads for different wonder man simon williams acting things that he did, which would have been really cool to see. I don't know if that was taken out because they plan to recast Wonder Man or something. That say, would be dope. Do, do you enjoy that casting, Nathan Fillion? I mean, I like Nathan Fillion. Um, so no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, I, they could, at this point, they definitely could get somebody else. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Okay, Wonder Man. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try and track down some of the solo series. Oh, the solo series. So like he has his own personal villains, or was he just kind of fighting Grim Reaper a lot the whole time? Oh yeah, so he's definitely got his own personal villain. So um I don't know if you remember Goliath, uh, but he was um not the uh black Goliath that I know, <laughs> but the <laughs> oh the original the, the, the white Goliath. The white Goliath, who was also Atlas, I think was also his name. I think so, yeah. So he got his powers also by Baron Zemo. And um they became kind of villains there. So they their bio their powers are both like ionic in base. Okay. Um, except uh Atlas has like size changing abilities. So he that was one of his villains. I believe there was um Madame Mask was also one of his villains. Uh, oh, the, okay. The big uh, dreadnought thing uh, that was like this big robot uh, thing. I be- actually believe that the first time we saw it in live action was um, in Thor, in Thor 1. That big robot thing that Thor kind of fought. 
in that oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was actually one of Wonder Man's uh, villains that he. Oh wow! Look at that. Okay. That okay. Did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, also I know people know Wonder Man for having his relationship with Beast. That was um, my next question. It was like, so like, let's get to the friendships and the relationships. I know Beast is the biggest one. They've got like the whole buddy cop thing. They're like very friendly, jokey. A lot of people mm-hmm. love that Wonder Man and Beast thing. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. Mostly because I feel like that has been, that was kind of the, I won't say that's like kind of the joke part for for Wonder Man, but that was kind of the thing that became such a prominent story in him for him that I don't want him to kind of go back down that route of him just being always yeah. friends with Beast. Um, and they actually ended up coming to a head over this stuff. So after Wonder Man no longer wanted to be with the Avengers and kind of took them down, if you recall, all this stuff with Beast was going down, you know, where he um, had the Illuminati and oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah. and he also, um, you know, brought the O5 to the present. Uh, they actually ended up having a, during A Plus X, I believe that was a series, uh, they had a series, I'm, I'm sorry, an issue where they kind of met up to try to hash some things out. And um, yeah, they they were like, you know, we definitely don't see things eye to eye because uh, <laughs> Wonder Man was like, you know, uh, I, I think that you are a little bit off your rocker, but you're still my friend. So we can go and get some drinks and kind of figure things out. Um, he was like, you know, they, they, of course, in true nature, they end up getting attacked by villains while they're drinking or whatever. And, but while they're drinking, Wonder Man takes his whole, I am no, I'm not into violence like that. I'm not going to just attack these people. Beast, of course, fought <laughs> all of them like it was nothing. Um, and Wonder Man, of course, handled anyone that came towards him, but he wasn't the one like kind of jump into all of he that. He wasn't like pressed to fight. Exactly. And, you know, Wonder Man was like, you know, look, we ended this fight peacefully. There was no fighting. Um, and Beast is like, actually, I beat the entire circus senseless. <laughs> and Wolverine also, Wolverine also made an appearance. And he was like, you know, and Wolverine is far from peaceful. And he was like, you know, I am, however, impressed with you, Simon. You have, like, m- matured. Because the relationship that they had was very, like, this 80s, cheesy kind of bro-y relationship. Very fratty. Yeah. Um, and Hank was like, you know, Simon, I think that's, I'm impressed by you. You have matured. You've, you're coming away from the Avengers. You um, aren't into violence. <laughs> and Wonder Man responds by saying, uh, and... Um, Thanks for thinking you're impressed by me, but I think you're dangerous. <laughs> um, uh, but he was like, but hey, that's life. The world, the world changes people. Um, yeah. So he definitely has a very different relationship with Beast now. It's no longer this like, oh, we're frat boys and we just like drink and we're the funny ones of, of the Avengers. It's more it like now we are grown. I think it would be interesting to see them now like how wonder man will interact with beast now especially like all the stuff he's been doing at x-force he's like kind of awful he's done even more horrible things since the illuminati since all that and with this stance that you say wonder man has it's kind of like pacifist whatever non-violent it would just be a very interesting dynamic and i and you know a lot of people have tried to talk to beast and kind of clear his head i wonder if wonder man would be that character who's kind of like finally gets through to him i think that would be a dope thing if they 
gave Wonder Man a solo series and they had an issue where him and Beast kind of linked up again, kind of similar to this A plus X issue that I was describing earlier. And they actually kind of hashed out some things like now, uh, because I think this A plus X issue came out like in like 2011 or something like that. So it's just to do it and get it out the way and then he can move on. Like if he hates Beast, he hates Beast. We we understand. And I'm also okay with that. We totally understand (laughs) because child, the things he's done. He's he's not a good guy. (laughs) Not at all. Um, so yeah, that is Wonder Man. He is my favorite Avenger, and I love to see him come back around again. Uh, he has a very middle of the road view of the Avengers. He understands, you yeah. know, the whole hero aspect. He understands the hero aspect of it. He doesn't understand all the bullshit like violence and never being like held accountable for the things that they've done. Yeah. Um, and I know you're going to like obviously get back into this a little bit more when we get to the relaunch section, but is there a book out right now that you would like to see Wonder Man in? Oh man, that's a very good question. Um, I think that like, ooh, that's a good question. Probably none of the X books, obviously, because yeah, they, they have capacity right now. <laughs> um, huh. Definitely not. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him go into space and be a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. That would I can see that. That would. That I seems think like that's exactly where he would be able to kind of get off of Earth for a little bit. Um, really, and get I that E wing magic. Ooh, I get some E wing writing. That would be fantastic. Um, I could totally see you know him and Rocket Raccoon being like you know this funny duo with each other. Um, and and group probably not liking him or something. I think that would be a fun little place to place him, and he'd be okay. able to actually like live a little more because again, he has this ionic form, and his whole thing is I don't know if I'm even still human anymore. I need to figure that out, and I yeah. think space would be great. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, Wonder Man's Wonder dope Man. and I know he's overpowered because he is like one of the heavy hitters you know he when he was created they said that he has thor level strength and he's invulnerable i didn't know that yeah so he's up there like with the i think his minimum being able to lift is like 100 tons or something like that then he can just like go higher than that um or at least it's been like kind of undefined i think that's one thing i would love for wonder man to have is a little bit more definition and clearer view of his powers like what all his abilities are um, but he can be a bit overpowered, but again, he's still like, he's kind of in that same boat as, uh, Blue Marvel, where it's like, he's up yeah. there, but he's not like Sentry <laughs> or yeah, the Hulk or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, has, and then again, I know you say he kind of has like this pacifist like view where they've kind of gone crazy with the nonviolence, but before that, did he ever have any of like the big fights with Thor or like Sentry or anything like that? Oh yeah, he lost a century <laughs> because he's just <laughs> because he's just not that strong. Like, no, that's just not that's not gonna happen. Um, he did have this really great issue, early issue, uh, where he fought Ultron, and like they had this huge fight all throughout this big warehouse, and he was able to like smush Ultron's head, even though it was like uh is made of vibranium. He was able to smush mm. it enough where he uh, kind of broke the circuitry inside, which was like this big moment for him. Um, so he is, he's definitely had, so he's got the feats. <laughs> that, okay. That's for sure. Okay. He's got the feats, but there are definitely a lot of people who are above him. And again, he can, 
although he can't be killed, he can be defeated because he's made of ionic energy. So if you can figure out how to contain that or something, you can probably end up beating him. Very interesting. All right. I learned something new today. Wonder Man. Wonder Man, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks. Yes. Um, So, yeah. Thanks, y'all. You know, Wonder Man is awesome. I love him. Simon Williams. Uh, Let's end this panel and then we'll take a break. We are back for the relaunch section, and yes, yes. everyone. I'm gonna go first. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go first because I'm really excited to hear your relaunch. Okay, um, and mine isn't super long, but basically the character I would like to relaunch is the Falcon, Sam Wilson. Okay, nice. So, I know I know for, you stand. I one of my favorite characters of all time. So, um, for those who don't know. The Falcon was created by Stan Lee and Gene Colan in 1969. He's actually the first like African American character that appeared in comic books. We already had Black Panther, who was like the first African, but he's like the first AA. So like that's a fun thing. Um, And he was actually created because, you know, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on about like uh, civil rights and like the Vietnam War and things like that. And so Gene Colan was making it a point to draw different ethnicities in like the Captain America books. And he came to the spot where he decided he really liked drawing black people. <laughs> and so, okay. <laughs> yeah, right? it was just like, he said it. He was just like, I really enjoy black people. He's like, there's a spirit. He's like, their features. He's like, there's this energy. He's like, I just really like it. So he approached Stan. About, I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, so he approached Stan to basically say, like, we should create a black character for like, to team up with Captain America. And so they created Falcon and Gene Colan actually went and like bought up a bunch of like magazines that featured black people. So he could like find the inspiration on how to draw uh, Falcon. So like- We, need, we really, need more artists to do that, to be honest. Yeah, right. It was like a really nice thing that he did. So that was great. Um, from there, he kind of joined the Avengers. He was a little bit of an affirmative uh, action Avenger. Like they put him on the team solely because he was the black guy and he was very much against that. Like he even said that he's like, I'm not here to be like your token honky. And again, like the time he came out, the 70s and 80s, there's a lot of like racial things tied into his writing. So he makes a lot of comments about that. Like he's constantly telling Cap, like, I'm not your black sidekick, your monkey. Like I am my own hero. I do my own thing he comes in contact with the cosmic cube and that's how he gets his abilities to talk to birds which has been expanded on a lot in recent comics it's like a really cool never i never knew that he got that from the cosmic cube that's cool so there was actually a mini series in the 80s written by christopher priest back then going by the name jim owsley where it was a four issue mini series he actually said that falcon was a mutant and that's oh wow he had his abilities to talk to birds and so like in the mini series like falcon gets attacked by a sentinel and like the Sentinels like trying to come and get him. And he's like, because he's a mutant, that's how he has his power. But I think in an Avengers annual, they retconned it and they said like the Sentinel was malfunctioning. He's not actually a mutant. It doesn't matter. Kind of been salty about that since I discovered it. I know, I know you probably would have <laughs> wanted to keep that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he goes through the Avengers for a couple of years. He's not around during the code music era. Steve Englehart writes the book. And so Steve Englehart actually introduces uh, Retcon to Sam's 
story where originally when Stan, Sam was created, he was like a social worker who was like helping kids off the street. Again, he his like plane crashes, he comes in contact with the Cosmic Cube, gets Red Wing, he meets Captain America, they start working together. Steve Englehart makes it so Sam was a pimp. And yeah yeah it was like it was like really bad and so he makes it so he was like this pimp and he was like treating people like crap and so it followed the character for like a very long time and any big fans of falcon will tell you like we do not enjoy the pimp retcon like it is not something that added anything it was just very stereotypical and it kind of hurt me because again like steve englehart is a writer that i kind of like and i think he's written some really good stories again like he created Star-Lord like I'm here for it but doing that for Falcon it was just like no so he continues on he's he was also books. the one that wrote a lot of West Coast Avengers and a lot of Wonder Man stuff yeah it's like he's yeah. actually a really good writer so it's like I'll never understand why yeah. he did that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and you know he goes on to be in series with Captain America Christopher Priest again comes up and writes some um he has like another little mini series here and there so and then the big start for him kind of like in the contemporary era is when Ed Brubaker takes over Captain America. And I cannot recommend Ed Brubaker's Captain America run enough. Ed Brubaker is like one of my favorite comic book writers of all time. And his Cap run is one of my Captain, my favorite Captain America runs ever. Is and that the return of Bucky? That is the return of Bucky and Bucky also becoming Captain America. He uses Sharon Carter in it a lot. He uses Black Widow in a lot. He uses Falcon in it a lot. And I really appreciated Brubaker's take on Falcon because there's even an issue where after Bucky becomes Cap, him and like Falcon go to fight some AIM agents and Bucky's like monologuing and he's saying, you know, I'm running into this battle with Falcon and it's making me think of my battles with Steve. And he's like, there's something about Sam He's definitely not Steve. He's like, he's his own man. However, there's still like this influence that he has. And it's something that makes you kind of want to follow him. It makes you want to work with him. It's like, they're two sides, they're different sides of the same coin. And I was just like, that's really great. I love how Brubaker like got Sam's character. He was very smart. He got this little like tiling grappling hook. He had these hard light wings that were super cool. He's like effective. He's it's just a really great run. I feel like that was actually the start of Falcon becoming a big character. So from then on, um, Rick Remender actually comes in and he like does his own little cap run. And so November, 2014, he kind of introduces the old man cap story. Um, Steve Rogers becomes super old and now it's time to pick a new Captain America. And who do we go with? None other than the Falcon. And that's so- right. And it's just like, this starts Sam Wilson, Captain America, just like a really great time for him in comics. He goes what on. What an era. What an era. Like, it was fantastic. He goes on to like lead his own couple of teams. He's like leading the Avengers. He has Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Um, he has his own solo series that Rick Remender writes about six issues of one. And then they reboot it and Nick Spencer comes on. And Nick Spencer, like... He kills it with Sam. And I, I feel kind of bad because a lot of the stuff that happened during that era were marred by real world things like Trump winning, Nazis becoming very popular again, or like not hiding the fact that they're Nazis. Um, Secret Empire came out and like people were blaming Secret Empire for the way that Trump supporters were acting. And so Nick Spencer, it was like a very weird time. And so Nick Spencer was getting like a lot of heat 
for everything that he was writing because again also at this time he had returned Steve to a young like his regular age but he made him like an agent of Hydra and like people were not here for that at all but it was again it was it was really good (laughs) it was like it was a great time and again I think it really highlighted the differences of Steve and Sam as Captain America as you know Steve kind of had this idealized version of America and like what it should be where Sam was very much like no this is what America is and we have to figure out a way to make it better and the way that Spencer approached Sam and like just kind of the way he hit the issues and he hit race and you know he was out there doing these things and he was trying to obviously appease the government and shield and all those people who are watching his back but he was also still very much like no like these people have to have their freedom they have to have their democracy like stop beating black people in the middle of the streets there's actually an entire storyline where they introduce these like kind of robotic cops and they go and beat rage up rage is a new warrior a black guy and so like they like it's police brutality so like falcon has to deal with that he introduces rayshawn lucas who becomes the new patriot which that was kind of like weird <laughs> yeah that was that was them trying to you know get around those legal issues that they had with the original patriot and i don't think that really took off anywhere <laughs> yeah it did not he did not go go over very well with a lot of people um and so you know sam kind of continues on as captain america until I don't I don't I don't really oh no so secret empire happens and so then basically Sam gives up being Captain America because he's just like so upset about all the stuff that Steve is doing what this country has become he's like this isn't the America that I want to represent so he kind of like goes off and he does this his own thing where he's like helping smuggle people in and out of the country and he ends up actually going back to become Captain America again during Secret Empire. He like picks up the shield, he like rallies everybody, they beat Steve Rogers. It's great, it's fantastic. So then he kind of goes out of that and he just like loses, I guess again, his faith in the Captain America title. So he gives it up and he goes back to being Falcon. They launched this series written by a guy named Rodney Barnes and it takes Falcon in a very different root he becomes more of like a supernatural hero he um like teams up with dr voodoo and hellstrom and he's like fighting vampires and all this it it honestly wasn't bad i was gonna say it sounds like it's right up your right up your alley it honestly wasn't a bad series but again it's rodney barnes is one of those writers who he, he was writing the new patriot in it and he's one of those writers who like should not write children. <laughs> uh, did it did it sound very you know? It was very like hey, out of, my out of whack. kids. <laughs> yeah. um, he he like had Patriot and Falcon like arguing, talking about like Beyonce and Jay Z and it was, oh yikes. It, it, and like Earth Wind and Fire. It was it was it just like wasn't that good. Like it just wasn't good. So that marred the series a bit. Yikes. Um. So yeah. It it just. It wasn't good in that sense. And it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like that was a little bit of the nail in the coffin for Falcon. And because he hasn't, he recently appeared obviously in the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries that just dropped by Derek Landy. And it wasn't my favorite, of course, but it was supposed to tie in with the show that got pushed back. And 
it, I just and it's sad because it's like Falcon was a really good leader and it was a character he was had a really good trajectory of where he was going what he was doing even when he did go back to Falcon during like uh, Avengers No Surrender he was still leading the team for a little bit because it was like oh yeah he's actually a really good leader of the Avengers so my relaunch for him it's not really a relaunch per se <laughs> I kind of just want them to go back to a lot of the stuff they were doing with him as Captain Falcon yeah that was an era. Um, I mean, I understand wanting to go back to that. <laughs> it was just a really good era, but like kind of like pushing it to the next level. So it's like if he's and this is my thing. It's like he was great as Captain America. And I know a lot of people want him to go back to being Captain America. I would not be opposed to it myself, but I, it's just not something I think is going to happen. And my thing is, like, if they're going to keep him as Falcon, they need to, like, give Falcon something to do. And so it's like, and like really, really go back and solidify him as Falcon, you know? And like, yeah, it's like give Falcon his purpose. You know, again, he has this entire history. Oh, and so this was one of the other things in the Remeter run. They actually went back and they retconned again the pimp origin. So they took it back to the original. Like he was a social worker. He like has this whole speech. He was like, I was never a pimp. That was a lie created by the Red Skull, Red Skull and the Cosmic oh, Cube. Perfect. Like, we love it. It was fantastic. It was like That's yes. my kind of retcon. <laughs> I was like, clean slate, clean slate. We're back. <laughs> um, and so that happened. So like, you know, I would really love, I would especially love for Falcon to like really kind of dig deep back into his social worker roots and like go on like the hunt for like missing kids and like really get into that. He had this one shot once before where he like went back to his hometown and he ran into like this woman she was like my son's caught up in like this gang mess can you go help him so he like goes on this journey to go find him he's like looking through the databases and you know he's partnered with shield before so he has access to these things i think if you were going to keep captain america as kind of like this centralized hero who protects america and who does all this stuff i would really like to see falcon go global and you know have him going around and like stopping these international threats that are like i guess you know trying to attack america you know he's getting these sex you know the serpent society were really good villains for him i would love to just see him really be out there doing his own thing because again everyone said it like he is not steve rogers his and he, I, there's even an issue of mighty avengers where he's talking to luke cage and Luke Cage is like saying something about like, oh, where's Steve at? And Sam says to him, he's like, my name isn't and the Falcon. You know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> he's Let him like, know who your name yeah. is. <laughs> he's like, he's like, my name isn't and the Falcon. He's like, if I'm around here, it's not because Steve wants me to be here or Steve is around. He's like, I am my own person. This is what I want to do. But it's like funny because the new power man comes in afterwards and he's like, oh wow, the Falcon's here. He's like, where's Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, but and and that's just one thing that I would really like. You know, again, if they're going to keep Sam as the Falcon, they need to really go full force and be like okay this is the falcon this is what the falcon does this is why he's his own hero he doesn't just have to do these big things when he's mad, when he's going around as captain america like he can still do all of this with no problem so i would just really like that you know i'm hopeful again that with the show finally coming out this year that we get a little bit something more or that he pops back in books again i personally don't have a book that i would like to see him in right now um but I would love for him to have one. And I would, again, I would just kind of love for us to go back to a lot of those things he was doing as Cap because it was great stuff. 
he was very effective. But again, we rode right into civil war. I mean, not civil war, secret empire and a couple of things. So it got like Mars. So he couldn't really go full force or continue on with it like he should have or taken it to that next level. And I would just like to, that to be taken to the next level. Okay, okay, it's I like time. that. That's that's dope. Falcon definitely needs to finally, you know, get some actual shine instead of getting yeah. stuck as the supporting role, you know? Yeah. Um, and I understand the whole, you know, passing the mantle and, or at least, you know, until the, the original comes back or whatever, I get that. Yeah. But I feel like Falcon has been around for so long that he deserves the respect that all the OGs get. <laughs> he does. And, you know, and, 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 and that's one of the things that I kind of do like about saying when he appears in books and people kind of try and downplay him. He's very, he, he's very vocal to be like, no, I am my own person. Like, don't sit here and like, just only call me because you want to get Captain America or something like that. And again, I think that was something Brubaker did really well because again, Steve, you know, quote unquote died. So Bucky had to be capped. And so it's like, while all of that was going on, Sam was kind of doing his own thing. Like Sam actually comes to Bucky and Bucky's like, oh, you want to like work with me? Like, you want to help me? And Sam's like, yeah. He's like, because I've already done all this work. I know what needs to be done. And he's like, you're actually not that great at what you're doing. So you need someone <laughs> to watch you. <laughs> um, and it also really solidified a lot of his relationships with like Natasha and Sharon Carter and like those people. But it's like Sam also has his own family. He's got like a brother and a sister and nieces and nephews. Like there are people he can interact with and really get into his family and his mindset and why he does the things he does. And a lot of it is because of his family. You know, his um dad was a preacher and he was like gunned down in front of his congregation. Oh, and my. so, yeah, so Sam has like a very, I don't want bad things to happen to people again. Like we got to protect these people. He's like a true hero, a true defender. Again, good guy great character, really interesting stuff there. Um, if I had to recommend any series for people to read of him, definitely Brubaker's Captain America, definitely Nick Spencer's Captain America run. Um, maybe some Christopher Priest stuff, Captain America and the Falcon. That was cool. Hmm. All right, I'm definitely gonna add some of those to my list. I've read the, some of the Brubaker stuff. And I personally liked Secret Empire in that era. So like, I- That was good. Like, and, and so, and again, like my thing with Sam during that era is like the speeches that Nick Spencer would have him write. Like, oh my gosh, they were great. <laughs> inspiring. Like he's he's actually an inspiring character. I was just right. like, this is what right. I like. It was like, oh, I would read some of them and be like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I can do it. All right. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> like, this is what we got to do. So yeah, um, that's my relaunch. Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Let's let's get back to it. I like it. I like it. Okay, so my relaunch this week, kind of what I already said, it's going to be Wonder Man. So he has been popping up kind of in these event books recently, mostly on whatever Team Scarlet Witch is on. <laughs> but for my relaunch for Wonder Man, I would give him a new solo series. And I would relocate him again to the West Coast. And during his solo series before he used to have a, like a home in the Hollywood Hills, I would uh, basically reopen that and kind of be like more of his like own launching pad. And I'd also have him kind of reopen Williams Innovations and kind of have it as like a tech startup company where he's really rebuilding his whole portfolio of his company and it's no longer being weapons and now it's about like helping people and uh, you know, he can kind of tie that stuff in and 
still be able to be a superhero where I would have, you know, Grim Reaper come in and his brother, they kind of cash some things out there. Because um, Grim Reaper actually has some magical abilities. He can raise the dead and kind of control them as well. Um, okay. Yeah, he kind of, because of his dealings with the Magi, he was down to get whatever kind of curse <laughs> or magical artifact or whatever he can because he was down. He's got like a, a scythe on one of his hands. Um, I think it's a yes, magical scythe. I, I, do, I do enjoy the scythe. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I would have him, I'd probably bring back Goliath as a villain. I would end the Scarlet Witch thing. <laughs> like, let, let, that, <laughs> let that be done. We can all move on from there. Uh, again, kind of like we talked about during that panel, I would have Wonder Man and Beast kind of hash it out and see what everything is now. I feel like he would love... I feel like he would actually love Krakoa and mutants finally taking a stance for themselves because again, when he called out the Avengers, the thing, the other thing that he called out was the mutant decimation. He was like, where were y'all? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. Wonder Man. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys, like I said, read those, that new Avengers and Avengers annuals, um, he went through the whole list <laughs> and called them all out. So I think that he would actually like Krakoa, but I think he'd have issues with what Beast has been doing. So I think that that would be kind of an interesting thing to kind of see go go down there. Um, I'd bring in some new rogues and then eventually I'd send him on out into space to kind of really see what his powers can do. Um, I'd probably do that after he, you know, got more acclimated with his abilities abilities on Earth and it kind of finally defined them because I would like to know, you know, what are his limits with, how much can he lift? You know, how invulnerable is yeah. he? He always is walking and never uh, bullets bounce off of him and stuff like that. But I would love to see like kind of what the limits are for him and his abilities. Um, yeah, so I'd give him an entirely new, a new solo series, bring him out to the West Coast. Um, I would uh, also bring in, I know I've mentioned this before in a previous relaunch and I had uh, Graviton be a villain for Carol he should yes. actually be a villain for Wonder Man because they okay. have history. <laughs> you know, Carol got enough going on over there. Um, <laughs> he, they, Graviton and Wonder Man have history. Graviton used to fight the, the West Coast Avengers fairly often. And uh, most of them would usually get beat except Wonder Man, he's, he can kind of try to, you know, keep himself from not being weighed down from the gravity that Graviton uses or at least try to kind of make him not focus so they can kind of mess up somehow so i would love to see yeah. them kind of get back into each other and maybe use that as a way to really step into what his abilities are you know him versus graviton we can kind of dive into that um but yeah i would i would bring him in and start to like kind of push there are a lot of other like ancillary avengers that i would also pop in there too you know throw in a a mockingbird would be cool to see okay they have history yeah, I would love to see kind of those characters kind of brought back around in his solo series and would really you, give him um, a push. Would you bring back the costume you like or would you give him something new? I, ooh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do like that costume. I would, I'd have to be fair and give him a new one because I know that for myself, okay. I've said it before that other people need new ones. So that wouldn't be right for me. Like, <laughs> not have that, not have that count for Wonder Man. So, you know, he could have his old one, you know, hanging up in a, Maybe, in a so glass case or something. I was about to say there was um during one of the Brubaker cap issues, 
Falcon has his new suit on. And when they're like fighting AIM, they like set him on fire. So the suit burns up. And so there's a scene where he like has to go in his closet. He's like, oh, my old costume is in here. He's like, I'll just wear that for the next <laughs> few days. So it's yeah. like, maybe we could do something like that for Wonder Man. Oh yeah, you know, we can kind of bring it back and, you know, pull it out the closet sometimes. You know, that's what I hoped we were going to be doing with like Jean in that damn skirt, but I guess she's going to keep it on forever. She's not changing that. I mean, you know, <laughs> she, she's worn the, um, the, the green and yellow X-Men red color outfit. Oh yeah, that's fair. She's only worn it like I, twice though. So I honestly don't like that costume in green and yellow. I don't think I really do either. And I think the blue and red also kind of clash, but I like the blue. It's something about the red that for me is a little too bright, I think. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I would give Wonder Man probably a new look, you know, or maybe like an updated look of what his, my favorite costume for him is and, and okay. give it more of a the, the 2021 version. But I think that he could easily be given a new solo series and kind of tap into what it's like to when you know you can survive, but what it means for you to be human and what it means for for you to kind of grow as a person, I think he would be a, a really great kind of catalyst for that. Do you have a preferred relationship? Um, As far as like romantic relationship? Yes. You know, I actually once thought of, and I don't know if this is controversial, but I once thought of two things, actually. I know people like the the Hercules and Beast kind of relationship and that kind of gives, you know, <laughs> a little, uh, <laughs> you know, a little, uh, some some gay vibes. Right. Um, but in my opinion, that's lazy. I feel like if you're going to do that, why not do that? Hercules is right there and they have yeah. actual history. Hercules was the one who actually set him up with his agent out in Hollywood. So while oh. Wonder Man was trying to like uh, break into Hollywood, Hercules was the one who put him on to his agent and he couldn't get work while he was out there. He actually ended up being a stuntman for a while because he can't be hurt. So he took oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. He took stuntman positions while he tried to work his way up and try to do stuff. Um, but I also would probably put him with, and I don't know yet if I'm really firmly believing in this, but it would be interesting to see him with Polaris. And should have known. Right? <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> you should have guessed. You should have guessed. So I think that that would be interesting because her powers would be able to affect him in a way. Okay. And I I also think that Wonder Man is very much the, um, he's like, what's the term when someone's like very like ride or die for their wife, like a husband wife <laughs> or something like that. Like, <laughs> I feel like he would be all about Polaris, Polaris and everything like he would yeah but it'll also be interesting because like that is Wanda's half-sister <laughs> so oh, yeah, I'm that's mess I'm sure that's mess so I don't know how exactly I feel about that mess and she don't like Wanda anyway so it's like I'm pretty sure she don't <laughs> right I think that would be interesting if they have that house of M reunion and Lorna rolls up with Simon and you know it's like hey this is my new man and then that would be interesting to see as well, because it's like you got that Magneto factor and it's like, OK, he is like King Mutant and here's my daughter dating a non-mutant. Like, that's a mess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think that could that could be kind of some some interesting okay. mess. There. You can convince than me. That, I'm into it. <laughs> other than that, I haven't really thought about him and his like romantic life. I think he, he got... Uh, he needs more story before he can even you wanna, like, dive you into You want to get the story before we get into that. Okay, For sure. I can respect yeah. that. Yes. 
So that is my relaunch of Wonder Man. I think that he could have his own solo and like really like take it off and have a bunch of really like deep things about living and what it means to like actually live and experiment with stuff and try and like really find himself. Yeah, I'm really I'm I'm really into the whole thing about like how he doesn't want to die again. Um, Yeah, Betsy has a similar story. It's one that doesn't really get like picked up on a lot by writers and it's I wish it would would but there's been a couple of instances where she's been faced with her death again or like the potential to die and she's made it very clear that's like this I'm like afraid of dying like she's scared of death so that's interesting I think I want to see them talk now yeah see Wonder Man needs to come on back around I'm I am going to make y'all all into fans <laughs> okay I may not have been able to do it with Carol but I'm gonna do it with Wonder Man <laughs> Yeah, Kara was a stress. So I actually went back and I reread that, that first arc where um like Echo and all of them were guest starring. And I was just like, yeah, I really like this book when Carol's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> when you I did you you gotta keep going and read that star. I, know, I gotta get part. the star. That that's why I was star. like trying to reread. So um that's next. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do that this weekend. I knew that you were gonna like that first arc because it really like it did it did what we talked about um before with Wonder Woman, you know, where we said yeah. Wonder Woman don't got no damn friends. So we'd never get okay. to see her actually have, you know, conversations with people and we get, don't get to see how she views certain like scenarios and everything. Um, whereas in Captain Marvel, you know, that first issue, you got Echo, Spider-Woman, uh, She-Hulk, uh mm-hmm. Hazmat uh, is in it. Hazmat, yeah. Yeah. So you really get to see her and how she interacts with them and how not only they view whatever kind of scenario and situation they're in, how she responds to it. Yeah. So I think that this this volume for Captain Marvel has been has been great. It's it needs to pick up a little bit for me though, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. All right, Wonder Man and Falcon. I gotta um go back. Are they like close, Wonder Man and Falcon? That's a good question. Because they because they were like on the team around the same time, weren't they? They were. And I think that they they like, you know, chum it up or whatever. But I don't think that I think a lot of sadly, I think a lot of times when, when Falcon was around, Wonder Man was dead. <laughs> so <laughs> he does like, seem to die a lot. <laughs> he dies. And I think it's mostly because he is made of energy. So like they can like disperse that and, and it, he has it's to, like, easy to bring back. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they had some. I don't think they have any falling outs there. His biggest issues are just with the Avengers as a concept. Like he don't think they bring, he didn't think they do anything good. (laughs) I understand that. I relate. Right. (laughs) Okay. I relate to that. (laughs) All right. Well, that was our relaunch guys. Yes. Um, That, that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, You can find us on Twitter at another relaunch. Um, you can find us, you can send us emails and send us any kind of questions, concerns, your own relaunches. If you want us to have them read them out loud um, at another relaunch at gmail.com. You can find me at uncanny LZ on most social media platforms. Um, Keenan, where can they find you? You can find me at Keenan Lance with an underscore at the end. Fantastic. All right, y'all, please tune in next week. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us at. Thank you so much again for listening. And yeah, we out of here. We out. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year.